This podcast is brought to you by Upgrade Fitness, Guernsey's new state-of-the-art gym, purpose-built for gym goers by gym lovers. Head to upgrade.fitness to find out more. Hello and welcome to the Guernsey Press Sport Podcast, your weekly insight into Ireland sports, brought to you in association with Upgrade Fitness. My name is Tony Kerr and with me for this week's show, it's Guernsey Press Sports Editor Gareth Prevo. Hi Tony. Mm-hmm. And the man who sits next to him, Jamie Ingle. Hi Tony. How are you all doing? Very well, thank you. Thank good, you. good. Bracing yourselves. Yes, um, it doesn't look very good on the weather, does it? Yeah. Um, I think we could be working from home on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, it does look a bit tasty. I don't know what kind of impact it'll have on sport, um, GFC away midweek, but but whether there'll be an implication for that, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that one got postponed, but we don't know as yet. Um, other than that, um, actually Thursday's quite quiet in our diary, so... Um, Hopefully it won't affect sport too much, although it is supposed to remain pretty windy throughout the weekend as well. So um, here's hoping that we do get some things on, on on the weekend. Yeah, hopefully it's blown through by then because there is uh, quite a lot on this weekend. We've got a big day of rugby and fireworks at Foots Lane on Saturday and hockey as well to come on Sunday. And we'll speak about both of those later on in the pod. And we'll also chat netball as well as um, Guernsey's um, seniors prepare to head to the Isle of Man for the Invitational Island Games, an exciting opportunity for them. Um, first, though, let's talk about, well, something that happened the weekend and something that's on the back page of the paper um, today, Tuesday, as we record it. Um, a significant bit of news in the world of sports administration locally, Gareth. Um, Mark Latter, who's been the CEO of Guernsey Cricket for 14, years involved for 22 years um, more widely um, is stepping down yeah it just it just won't be the same without lats around to be honest it's uh, lats has basically been heavily involved in guernsey cricket ever since i've worked at the press which shows how long long he has been around um, and he's been like the constant of guernsey cricket for well ever since we basically joined the icc he's been a, a great standard bearer for guernsey cricket and um, everyone's had uh, dealings with him over the years from sort of local domestic junior league stuff up to international uh, cricket um, all around the world. So, um, yeah, he's he's been a great servant to Guernsey cricket and uh, you sort of wish him well in whatever he chooses to do next. I mean, having done so many years, it's, it's I suppose, a bit understandable that um, perhaps he just feels it's, it's the right time to just uh, step aside and, and let someone else take over the reins. But... Um, yeah, he, he's done a, a fantastic job for Guernsey Cricket and he, he will be missed. Yeah, we've put the news on Twitter this morning and uh, already had a, quite a few comments. Um, uh, Lucas Barker called that's a legend. Um, Ross Neller, of course, was a feature of the uh, mainstay of the Guernsey side for a few years. Um, going back a few years now, said fantastic job by legend. Happy retirement, Sepp Latter. Um, and a couple of messages from Jersey as well. Ward Jenner and Jim Pershard. Um, paying their uh, tribute to the job that Lats has done. I have to say it's always been a pleasure dealing with him. Um, uh, yeah, in, in well, I think all three roles where I was at the BBC, <laughs> ITV and now at the press. Um, yeah, always uh, always enjoyed. Yeah, I'll, uh, I, I, will just, I will just say he did sort of get the nickname of Sepp because of Sepp Blatter, who was in charge <laughs> of FIFA early on when Lats was involved in uh, Guernsey cricket. But um, he tried to get rid of that, yeah. that nickname because of the... Uh, 
uh, the corruption <laughs> scandal that erupted around Sepp Blatter and not Sepp Blatter. So um, that's yeah, what, worth pointing that yeah, out. That's why we've, we've gone back to Lats these days rather than Sepp. <laughs> <laughs> well, our best wishes to uh, to Lats um, for whatever he does next. I think we're going to be getting him in for a, a decent pod chat uh, over a cup of tea or coffee over the next couple of weeks to uh, reflect on those um, 14 or 22 years and, and everything that, that Gens Cricket has gone through. And I think talk a bit about um, sports administration kind of more generally because, um, yeah, definitely someone who's well-placed to uh, to offer some insights into what it's like running a sport in Guernsey. Um, let's move on to boxing. Jamie, uh, it was a big night for Guernsey Amalgamated uh, Boxing Club on mm. Saturday. It wasn't it the first open show of the season at Beaux Azure. You were down there. Um, were they pretty uh, eager to get going? Um, yeah, so Curtin Razor for what should be a pretty busy season. Uh, yeah, we had some solid opposition from RAF and Yorkshire, and it was basically as close as could be. We lost 7-6 in total, but oh gosh. Um, there was a little bit of controversy around one of the decisions involving uh, Martin Kubitsky, who put in a fantastic fight and had the decision not go in his favour. Yeah, basically had the fight called off in a fashion which caused a bit of controversy amongst the seated spectators. But yeah, overall, really good, really competitive night. Even the fights that we didn't win, we held our own in. And it was also good to see some debutants, including our own uh, Tyler Quintal, who got a win on his first fight. Yeah, very well done to Tyler. Um, not uh, an undaunting experience, I'm sure, to, to get the ring at both sure in front of a big crowd. So uh, yeah, fantastic stuff for him. Um, yeah, what was the atmosphere like on the evening? Uh, just typical, like, big... Typical big Bose's your show atmosphere. You've got loads of vocal supports uh, both ways. But yeah, hall generally packed with people. And yeah, it's a real spectacle. I just hope our editor behaved himself because he was a <laughs> member of the crowd. And I, I would just imagine him getting quite... Uh quite vocal in, in his own support <laughs> yeah Jim did tweet about um, a, what suggestion of a, a boxing Marathi uh, I think there have been instances in the past haven't there? Uh, there was there was like a Channel Island Championships which was sort of brought back uh, a few years ago and that, that was a, a popular evening but it's um, yeah, I, I, I mean I don't really know all the ins and outs of uh, the local boxing scene but I'm not sure if they would be able to sort of pair up that many mm. people it, 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 you know you have to be pretty um, uh, pretty well versed in, in who to pair with who and that's where sort of Ben Duff's sort of such a great job for the amalgamated club getting a getting all our guys and girls uh the right opposition so you have to be sort of careful in that in that sort of uh sphere of boxing whether you're novices or whether you're sort of um well-versed and experienced so um I mean, it would be a great thing i'm sure it'd be very well supported yeah. um you know you can certainly never rule it out and what about the rest of the bill jamie who else stood out yeah so we had rossland gojikax taking up the Rare opportunity to headline it. It's first time for him at a big Bose's Your Show. And he marked the occasion with a win, which was obviously fantastic. And also another one of the fighters making their debut, uh, Joe Conlan, got a, uh, got a pretty spectacular victory. So yeah, fair play to him. Yeah, great stuff. If you missed the full report in Monday's paper, um, we'll have it online for you as well. Um, so do check that out. And we'll have, of course, more boxing coverage uh, in the pages of the Guernsey Press as the season continues. Welcome back to the Guernsey Press Sport Podcast. Our thanks as ever to Upgrade Fitness for their support of the show. Um, right now, it's time to talk netball, Jamie, because it's a big week um, for the island's best players. Um, they're off to the Isle of Man for the Island Invitational Netball Games, which is a new event pitting Guernsey, uh, well, against a selection of islands from around the British Isles. Jersey going to be there, Orkney, Shetland, the Isle of Man. Um, it's going to be a busy week for them uh, and a really exciting opportunity. Um, not just that, we've seen the under-19s in action again 
again as their league season continues. Perhaps just touch on that in a minute. But first, let's hear from the Guernsey netball camp. Um, I spoke to Sally Carnes, the uh, head coach, and player Abby McCracken at their final camp ahead of the trip to the Isle of Man. Yeah, Abby, just first of all, take us sort of inside the squad. I mean, how, how are you guys feeling ahead of this? Uh, what is a new opportunity? So we're really excited. Um, obviously, first time going to the Isle of Man for the inter- Invitational Island Games. Um, squad's really excited. We're just trying to keep fit and get ready for match play. And it is a different proposition, perhaps from you know the, the sort of previous years when you played in in the English leagues. Um, is it one that you kind of you guys are really enthused about the fact that you get to go and play you know a few games in a few days and in that real like tournament format? Absolutely. I think it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be hard work, but I think we've got a really good squad and people can go in all different positions. So I think it'd be good. Yeah, I mean, does this feel like the the kind of opportunity that that Guernsey Netball has been crying out for um, to, to to have this kind of new push and this like focused effort towards a tournament? Yeah, absolutely, we need it, and it'll be really good for our youth coming into it. So obviously, going forward, I think it'll be really good. Yeah. And what do you make of the the squad that you're taking over there? To take us sort of inside that setup. How how strong is it? It is strong. We've got a lot of um, under-19s as well to boost up the fitness. <laughs> um, we've got some experience and obviously the younger girls, so it'll be really good. Awesome. And what are you expecting from the competition? Um, it's going to be tough and we just need to go out there, play our game, not go too fast. We like to play really fast netball, so we just need to slow it down because we won't be able to do that going through the whole week. Um, but I think it'll be good. We've got loads of combinations that we can work with. Awesome. And obviously, you know, Jersey very well, um, but some of the other islands will be will be some new propositions. Is that really exciting to, to play um, at that level of competition? Absolutely. I can't wait to play the other islands and just see what they're like. Because obviously we play Jersey, but we haven't been out there to play any of the other islands. And with this tournament to build up to, have you noticed uh, there's been a sort of extra spring in the step of, of everyone involved in the camps? Yeah, I think so. And everyone's trying to work really hard to get their space in the squad so I think it's been really good. And are you looking beyond this yet? I mean obviously it's a new experience but does it feel like this is the way to go for for Guernsey Netball? It's definitely the way to go and we can only build on what we've got so obviously it's come around quite quickly and we'll be fine Um, but going forward it's going to be brilliant and Sally's going to work with all the younger generation to build into the squad for the future. Awesome. And just finally, um, tell us about the camps you've been doing. How, how hard have you guys been working to prepare? Really hard. <laughs> <laughs> so they've been like all weekend. So we played the men on Friday. Um, Saturday was training on what we learned from Friday. And then today's all been about fitness and then going into a game tired. So they've been really hard. <laughs> see how you get on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so it's really exciting. We leave a week today from the island with 12 of the girls um, to go over and play in our Invitational Island competition that we've been planning for for a few months now. Um, We've got five games over five days and then the men are also joining us and playing some Invitational games on the Friday and Saturday. So a full-on week, training, games, a bit of team building in there as well, but a real chance for us to really try out a performance tournament and see that we've, we're, we're making the right steps towards competing at that level. Yeah, awesome. I mean, it is a new challenge for Guernsey Netball. What kind of competition, what level of competition awaits awaits the girls over in the other man? 
So it's a little bit unknown with the levels. Um, we can obviously watch back some of the um, Isle of Man play, for example, in the Netball Europe Challenge um, competition. So there's footage of them online. Um, I've got previous knowledge of Orkney and Shetland, having coached up there. I know quite a lot of the girls who are playing there. Um, Jersey, we're obviously very familiar with. And then Innismonds, we don't know a lot about. So there's going to be a little bit of the unknown, um, but a bit of what we do know as well. And we're really just focusing on our game. And I spoke to the girls yesterday with our kind of final squad training session before we leave about really focusing on what we've done and what we've been working on and the format of what Guernsey netball looks like. Um, so they're really excited for it. I'm really excited for it. And we're just really looking forward to going over and testing ourselves against different islands that we wouldn't normally meet. Yeah, it's quite a different model for Guernsey netball, isn't it? You know, it's a, away from kind of a league, regular league competition, kind of focusing on one tournament and, and putting your preparation into these kind of intense training blocks. I mean, how's it been working so far? Yeah, absolutely. It's a really different scenario when you're playing week in, week out. So our 19s are training weekly. They're coming into the camps when they can and then playing in that regional competition. For the seniors, they're obviously playing with their club teams on island and then coming into the camp environment. And and it's, um, I'd say we're ramping up. That's probably the best phrase for it. So at the moment behind, we've got Andy working with the girls on some S&C, real lot of focus on conditioning. And then following this session, they're going to actually play um, against each other um, for a, a concerted kind of playing under fatigue um, game because we know that with five five games in five days we're going to have tired legs and we're going to need to be able to still implement our game plans whilst battling through that fatigue so it's a very different scenario the camps have been absolutely brilliant as always the girls you know really welcome me when I come over to the island and working alongside Bridget as my assistant coach and then with Andy on board now with SNC it's really starting to form up into a performance environment for them. You, you have to wait and see how it all plays out in the Isle of Man and then sort of take take the experience on board there but if all goes to plan, is this the new model for Guernsey Netball? So I guess it's a little bit still up in the air. Um, at the moment, obviously, we know that the 19s are playing in regional. Um, that has its pros and cons with it. You know, we've, we've had two games cancelled because the people couldn't get over or we couldn't get over there. Uh, we've had people being late to things because of flights. So we know that island life in general causes some issues with that format. Um, obviously, with the format of the Invitational Island Games being over a week, um, that throws up its own cons with people taking time off work, with me being able to get there with my full-time job, with Bridget and her full-time job. So it's not maybe our ideal format, but it's certainly pushing in the right direction. And there's some discussions taking place at the moment just around what that format looks like going forward as well. Yeah, brilliant. And just finally, um, yeah, just give us a sense of, of the expectation performance-wise from the week. Is it is it possible to, to set a target at this stage? Oh, now you're asking. <laughs> um, I think from, from my side, like I've said, it's more about those process goals. So it's can we put into practice against different teams and different styles of plays what our game plan is and what Guernsey Netball looks like. We certainly want to come away with some wins from the from the week. Where those wins come from is probably a bit difficult to say. We've got the, the kind of privilege of being able to watch a few of the games with teams that we'll play later on in the week on the live streaming, etc. So we'll be able to kind of watch those from a coaching point of view and really sort of evaluate what our best squad and what our best seven to put up against those teams is and hopefully then push for some wins over the week. But as long as the girls enjoy it, the girls perform, we stay in free and we know that we can compete at that level that's really what it's about for me Sally Khan speaking to me there and before that Abby McCracken uh, yeah Jamie really big opportunity for them um, it's an exciting moment I mentioned the under 19s they're in action mm. on Sunday um, reasonably heavy defeat for them in the end against Rushmore but um, yeah they put up a good fight yeah, I think it's another match where the end result doesn't tell the full story. So, okay, they lost 60-34, but they were leading initially. At halftime, it was pretty tight. And, I mean, Rushmore, pretty strong side. They got on a run and Gunsy suffered from it. But, yeah, um, it's an under-19 team, but they're players that are younger within that age group. And a few of them got the opportunity to step up and fill in for 
a couple of injured or absent players. So yeah, it's it's all about developing them, getting them ready for what's ahead. And yeah, hopefully they took a lot away from it. Yeah, three of those under-19s part of the group going up to the Isle of Man. Um, so we wish them and all the squad the very best of luck up there. Really uh, exciting new tournament to be a part of. And we'll have more coverage in the Guernsey Press over the next week or so. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Right, let's have a look uh, at what's coming up a bit closer to home over the weekend. And we'll talk rugby in a minute. But Gareth, hockey-wise... A big first outing for Guernsey's men uh, in national competition on Sunday. Yeah, that's right. We've got uh, a home draw in the EH Tier 2 Championship, which is always a great boom for the side. And um, yeah, we've got Hampton in Arden coming over. Uh, I think they're a, a club from the Midlands and um, it'll be a, a good test for the for the Guernsey side. who uh, They've got a few new faces involved. Um, a lot of the, the the spine of the side remains the same as usual because of the quality we have. Um, but yeah, we're uh, looking forward to that one under a, a sort of new leadership because um, Andy Good, who's the um, head or was head coach last year has now been enjoined on the sidelines by um by Ed Benfield, who's uh, uh, known to a lot of us of a certain age. <laughs> I used to go to school. I used to go to school with uh, with Ed, and um, uh, he he's been off Ireland um, as a, a teacher for twenty odd years. But he's now back in Guernsey, and um, he's good friends with Goody, and they've uh, sort of joined forces to become a, a the coaching pairing for the Ireland men's squad this season. And uh, yeah, it's good to have a, a sort of a fresh outlook on on things. Yeah, the two of them came into the studio uh, for a chat with you. So let's uh, hear what they had to say ahead of this opening National Cup outing of the season. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Um, obviously, a bit of a, a new look to the coaching team for the Ireland men's squad. Uh, how did this sort of com- combination come about? Nice to see you again, Trev. Um, yeah, start of a new year. Obviously, um, the, the end of last year didn't go so well. We got knocked out in the uh, semi-final stage. Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't, I couldn't make that... Um, uh, match um, due to family commitments and things like that. So, um, that, but they they uh, got knocked out in the semi final in the end. Um, looking looking forward to this year. Uh, I was kind of thinking about taking a year off actually and not not being involved. But uh, knew Ed was coming back to the island, um, and uh, obviously being a long term friend and knowing he'd been involved in hockey uh, a lot. Um, played together and obviously coached together before uh, it was was an obvious thing for him to get involved really and then as yeah like, like goody said you're obviously guernsey born and bred we've <laughs> we've known each other for a long time um can you just give a quick sort of uh praise of what you've actually done in your time off island in terms of your sort of sporting uh, career because obviously you played uh sport back here part of our cricket side back in 2002 when we won that uh interinsula and what have you but uh, you've, you've sort of been away from the island for the best part of two decades now yeah so i've been off island for 20 years now um and it's great to be back growing up uh guernsey sport was always really close to me and uh i really wanted to get back involved as soon as i got back to the island so um goody approached me about helping out with the uh the hockey coaching and it sort of uh, snowballed from there <laughs> and uh, yeah I was brought into the fold pretty quickly um, only a month after I'd got back to the island and yeah uh, so we're now dual coaching the men's men's island team and uh, yeah I'm really enjoying it and after playing in the UK for 20 years for Coventry and North Warwickshire Hockey Club um, and getting involved in that as well and, and coaching quite a lot with that as well. So I really wanted to keep keep that going. Um, 
I've also been a director of sport for the last 20 years at uh, two independent schools in the UK. So also wanted to come back and having a change of career here, I wanted to keep my hand in coaching a little bit as well. So this was a perfect way of doing that. And um, in terms of sort of like your your approach to hockey, I suppose, do you, do you find you combine quite well sort of together as, as a partnership? We didn't used to. Cause we, <laughs> we used to play against each other quite a lot. So, uh, well, we... So we, we played together for the, the University of Worcester uh, for three years, but that kind of led to us playing for two different club sides in the same league. Uh, so Ed said he, he played for Cov and North Warwick and I played for Shrewsbury. So um, we we um, it was kind of half the uni team played for one club and half played for the other. So um, Wednesdays were always interesting when we came back together to discuss the weekend's results. But um, yeah, we've had qu- quite a lot of... Uh, Rivalry, friendship, you know, lots of hockey played together over the, you know, the the last few years. So um, lots, lots to reminisce over, but also, you know, his experience is, is, um, you know, great to have in this, in this environment. I think the, uh, the lads that have, uh, that are part of the Island squad kind of dictate the style of play that we want to play. So Goody and I get our heads together um, week in, week out. And we we've come up with a with a decent style of play that we think will suit the players as well as uh, hopefully bringing a lot of success. Perhaps I'll ask you this, Goody. Cause I don't want to sort of embarrass Benners, but do you think sort of having a fresh face as part of like the island coaching setup is is a is a, a nice boost for the side? Because it, it's been sort of like very successful, but um, it is pretty familiar to a lot of them. Yeah, I thought I think that was absolutely vital. To be honest. Um, that yeah, I knew as soon as I knew he was going to come back, I was going to ask him to do it, uh, just for that exact reason. You know, it's been, I wouldn't say stale, but it's been kind of the same faces, the same messages over and over. And actually, having someone from a different environment is 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 a good thing for a team that's been fairly stable over over a number of years yeah and Ben what's your been your sort of first impressions of, of the squad you've been working with over the last sort of couple of months since you've been back uh it's been extremely high actually there's some really really good talent out there um there's a real age range so there's no sort of gaps in in um in the ages of the people that are playing um there's some really really talented youngsters coming through right from 15 16 years old and uh, actually, the oldest member of the squad is, is approaching fifty now. So, uh, in fact, I think he might be fifty already. <laughs> Not quite. I don't. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's a real there's a real talent. Um, what I also notice is there's um, there's a real good level of fitness in the squad as well, which you can really build on, and you can, which really suit, is going to suit our style of play as well. So, uh, the outdoor lifestyle over here leads to high levels of fitness, I would say, and. Uh, it's really good for for the hockey team. Does the sort of competitive nature of the men's first division over here help towards that as well? Because I mean, it's already this season we've seen sort of each side beating each other. So I mean, is that helping in that regard? Yeah, I think so. The the the, the league is, you know, we've talked about it before. It's definitely it's definitely becoming more and more competitive. Um, the school team is is really competitive in the league as well, and there are a few of those players coming into the island side, you know, more so now than they perhaps did before. Um, so yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's good good competition and and you know looking at the list in front of me here, there's there's probably 25 players who 
who've all got a good chance of playing at some part of the uh, you know the the run that we might be on in uh, the, in the tier two comp. And how nice was it to get a, a home draw for, for the first uh, match of this season's uh, EH trophy? Always good, <laughs> always good to get a home draw, um, and and it's a team actually that we know quite well. So, uh, well, Ed Ed knows them much much better than I do, but um, yeah, Hampton used to be uh, sort of one of the top Midlands Prem sides a few years ago when we used to play against them. So. Uh, he should probably tell you a bit more about them than than me, but um, yeah, we, we we know them well. Yeah, so just touching on the um, the competitive league over here, it, behind the scenes, it's been really good to see that uh, all the players and teams are buying into making sure that that league is competitive and no one team runs away with it, and that's that's been very impressive to see. Yeah, uh, Hampton Hockey Club. I've played most of my career against them. Um, a lot of my old pals um, play for them still, so it's a team that I know pretty well. So, uh, in some ways, it was a little bit disappointing that I was playing a team that I've known for the last twenty years. But in other ways, it's it's good. Um, it'll be good for the island team to have that for someone to have that insight into their their style of play and their players in particular. So, um, we've got we've got a good. Uh, idea of how we're going to play against them and how we're going to beat them. I take you've told Ben is how important runs are in this competition because it's sort of like otherwise we start searching for fixtures. Yeah, well, there, that's it really. There isn't there isn't any other fixtures apart from the one we play in the students, which which is sort of self-manufactured anyway. But but yeah, I mean, last well last year was great because you know the run went right right up until. After, in fact, after the interinsula, so you know uh, that I suppose that's the pinnacle of the season is that last game against Jersey. But to have games running right up uh, up to that game is is really really important, um, especially now J- Jersey do well in the competition too. Um, so you know they're they're likely to have games running right up until that interinsula. So we need to make sure that we're we're there as well. Otherwise, you know that you know that they might have five or six games and we don't have any so yeah very important for us in terms of, sort of like the squad's morale or whatever you, last season like you say last season went pretty well until sort of like last couple of games unfortunately sort of fell away a bit and we will actually go into this season looking to regain the interest of the trophy for the first time in probably several years actually um do you think that's given an, an, an added motivation to the to the squad um so far this season uh yeah definitely and there's been a couple of new uh faces and additions to the squad um People moving to the island, uh, youngsters now developing their hockey to break into that team. So it is there are new people, there are new faces. It is fresh um, with myself coming on board as well. It's brought an added sort of impetus to our coaching and people turning up and commitments. And yeah, no, it's uh, it's a really good atmosphere on our Thursday nights. Uh, everyone seems to be really enjoying it. Everyone works really, really hard. And um, we've made remarkable progress over the last six, seven weeks. And without wanting to put too much pressure on you guys, it's only October, sort of turning into November. Um, if we came back and sort of mess up in sort of April, what would you have regarded as like a, a successful season for the Ireland squad? Well, I think we definitely want to retain, well, regain the uh, the Interinsular Trophy. Um, yeah, I, I think there's still some real um, appetite within the older members of the squad to go back over to Jersey. And 
and um, try and get get that trophy back. Um, that that would be a a, um, a a definite focus. And then, as you said before, we we want to have a run in this competition too. Um, and we haven't beaten the students for a while, so so that would be you know we we just really it is a results based kind of business we're in to be honest um obviously we want to improve our our coaching we want to improve our our players playing but yeah we want it to look nice but ultimately i guess it's it's about winning games because if we don't win games uh everything stops mm. uh, which is tough uh because because um you know sport is often about trying to improve your level of performance isn't it and um whilst we're trying to do that as well we're we're we are trying to win games shall i i don't know if i should ask whether you've been practicing any of the the sort of the, the dreaded penalties i mean obviously yobbo's did great winning the ci club championship just uh, about 10 days ago on on shuffles i mean is that something you'll look at going into the into the um, eh trophy <laughs> yeah so we're running an extra uh session leading up to uh the ha match uh, where we're we're just focusing on our penalty corners routines and what have you. So hopefully it will be a little bit more slick, um, and we should get we should see the uh, benefits from that. Well, hopefully, I mean, just just looking on, uh, just sort of highlight touching on that. The two games we played against Jersey last year, I reckon I reckon we had around between fifteen and twenty corners in both of those games, mm. and we lost by one goal and drew. So. If you if you are converting even a, a a slightly bigger percentage of those corners, those games would have been more comfortable. Um, maybe um, you know we we just haven't in the last year or so scored enough short corners, and it's it's a real area that we need to look at um, if you if you're going to be successful in in. Uh, in hockey, generally, you need to be scoring your set pieces. Thanks very much for coming in, guys, and uh, all the best for the uh, the first round of the EH Trophy. Thank you very much. Cheers, Prev. Andy Good and Ed Benfield speaking to you there, Gareth. Uh, a 12.30 pushback on Sunday, so hopefully they'll get lots of support down there. It's going to be a busy day at Footsale as well on Saturday, isn't it? Because um, we've got, uh, we've got the Vikings, the Raiders, ladies and Raiders all in action as rugby returns to Footslane. Um, for a bumper afternoon, have you been uh, casting your eye over what to expect? I've been getting withdrawal symptoms. <laughs> I don't think I've ever gone so long in a rugby season without speaking to Jordan Reynolds. I think it must be about a fortnight since I spoke to him. Um, obviously the Rugby World Cup has sort of taken precedence in the whole rugby world in, in the last couple of weeks and that's why uh, pretty much uh, domestic rugby came to a bit of a halt for a, for a couple of weekends but uh, Guernsey are back in action and Raiders face Barnes and that is always a really fantastic game it's, it's generally very close there's never really any more than one score between the two sides Barnes have made a really good start to this season so that would be a cracking game um, that's at three o'clock before then yeah like you say Tony um, the Guernsey Raiders ladies are up against Ailes Bulls at half 12 that's going to be on the main Garenstam pitch and then across the road on the Memorial Field pitch uh, Vikings look to extend their winning run but they're up against the other unbeaten side I think in their in their league uh, United Services Portsmouth and Vikings have had a couple of really hard away games recently they've been pushed really close sort of closer than they have been for sort of 18 months in the league so um, that'll be a really interesting encounter for them yeah it's gonna be a cracking afternoon isn't it three matches followed by um, the fireworks display from about five o'clock so we'll see whether there's any impact from the weather but hopefully uh 
Uh, there won't be um, by Saturday evening. So yeah, yeah. promises to be a cracking uh, afternoon at Foots Lane. So do get down and support if you can. Uh, Jamie, where are you going to be this weekend? I will be at Lancrest, uh, hopefully for the start of a FMB cross-country league. Uh, it is proper cross-country weather looking at the forecast <laughs> and it's sort of at the borderline of what may or may not be raceable but i mean hoping it goes ahead uh it's always a popular event and it's only the second time we've used the course in question around the doyle loop it's an interesting course which kind of makes a lot out of an area you wouldn't normally expect to be a cross-country course you get a real variety of terrains and yeah, it's just a nice opener for the series, which will continue until February with a range of different tests. You expect any new names to come to the fore? I'd say potentially the women's field is a bit more open. I think the men, you've got the likes of Steve Dawes, Thierry Le Cheminon, and James Priest, who have been up around there for a while and should continue to do so. But yeah, there could always be a few surprises. All right, well, let's hope the weather's uh, half decent. I think my borderline is somewhere, uh, somewhere on the, 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 the fairer side than uh, your borderline. <laughs> But there we go. It's past when it gets to about four three with you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's going to be a cracking weekend of sport if the weather permits. We'll of course have uh, plenty more coverage um, ahead of the weekend in the pages of Guernsey Press this week, and uh, yeah, well, recaps, reviews, reports from all the action uh, next week as well. So uh, yeah, do pick up a paper six days a week for the very best local uh, sports coverage. Um, do make sure you're following us on social media as well. At GSY Press Sport is the place to go. Um, yeah, cheers for now, guys. We'll see you next time. Yeah, stay safe. <laughs> cheers, Tony.